best friends and introverts. Welcome back to the You're So Quiet podcast, or welcome if you're joining us for the very first time. As always, I am your host, Chelsea Brown. If you are new here, this is a podcast for introverts by an introvert, which is me. I always kind of felt like all the podcasts I listen to are by extroverts, and that is not something I can relate to at all. So I created my own, and here we are. This week's episode is going to be just a little bit different. Um, I had like a whole topic prepared for us, but I kind of just want to sit and chat with you guys today and kind of talk about some things that have been going on with me and how I've been feeling lately and maybe you can relate to those things and feel maybe a little less alone. So before we jump in, I am going to still do our customary mental health check. I won't be doing a recommendation this week because I don't have any, because I have not watched anything new. I have not read anything new. I have been just working, which is something we're going to talk about. Um, So yeah, let's do our mental health check. We're going to rate from one to five, one being horrible, five being amazing. This is your opportunity to kind of check in with yourself. This is something that I obviously struggle with and I am being confronted with it today. So check in with you, ask yourself how you're really doing, not how you're pretending that you're doing. And I am at like a three. So I am at a three for a couple of different reasons. I feel like there are really good things happening and kind of sucky things happening that I've been dealing with for uh, about a month now. So we're just going to get into it. I have a friend living with me currently and we had just like some really dramatic miscommunication. And for me, I don't really get close to people. It is a defense mechanism. I feel like getting close to people only means that they are going to hurt me. So I didn't want to continue on being this person's friend or trying to be this person's friend because I believed that we were developing this really close relationship and then we have this really dramatic miscommunication. We call it the the core incident. And I just pulled back immediately and I'm just like, I don't know you. What's your name? Like, don't talk to me. Obviously, I wasn't saying what's your name, but to me, I'm just like, you're cut off. We're done. I'm not going to be friends with you. And this is not like the right thing to do. It's not. And even though I know that, it did not stop me from doing it for a month. So finally, like all of this comes to a head last night. My husband and I were talking to this friend and we're like, what, what is going on? Because we're all confused, the three of us. And we just talked about the miscommunication, but I actually piped up because before I just wasn't, I wasn't saying anything because I'm just like, I have nothing to say to this person. I clearly misread the situation. I thought that we were closer than we actually are. And it's, that's not necessarily the case. So eventually I just piped up and I was like, look, I am pissed at you. And this is why I felt this way. And I felt this way. And I felt this way. And I don't speak like this to people um, because it makes me feel very uncomfortable. I don't like letting someone know that they hurt me. Because to me, that gives you even more power over the relationship And I have to be in control all the time because trauma, right? And this really goes back to one of my closest friends. She and I were friends like since high school. So 
if she were alive today, it would be like 15 years of friendship. But she did pass away a couple years ago. And before she died, um, I finally opened up to her and I was like, look, we haven't been, you know, communicating very well. It feels like we're not even in the same place anymore. And I just told her that I was really upset with our friendship at that moment. And we kind of stopped being friends after I said that. And two months later, she died and I was, it felt like the last person to know. So that for me was a really formative event because I'm like, why would I tell anybody that I'm upset with them? Because that, it was a horrible conversation. It was a horrible experience. Even though like the conversation itself, I was like, hey, this is how I'm feeling. She's like, okay, I'm sorry you feel that way kind of thing. Like it wasn't a blowout conversation, but it was very uncomfortable. And because I struggle with (laughs) in-person confrontations, I did this over text. And this was, it's normal for me. It was normal for our friendship. But because I did it over text, it allowed for interpretation of my words that was not true. So the interpretation of my words is, I'm tired of you. I don't want to be your friend anymore. And honestly, if I didn't want to be your friend anymore, I would not say anything, you know, but I had been talking to my therapist and my therapist convinced me like, look, you should at least tell her how you're feeling because how can you expect her to correct her behavior if she doesn't know that how she's behaving is hurting you? I was like, okay, well, you know what? That's a good point and this sucks, but I'm going to do it. So I did it and it did not end well, right? We kind of stopped being friends. We really weren't very close. And then she died and I was the last person to know. And that really messed me up because this was my best friend, my like soulmate heart friend, you know what I mean? And when she passed away, I had a feeling that very day, like it felt like my heart dropped. And I was out walking my dog and I started crying and I'm just like, something isn't right. And I texted her immediately like, hey, is everything okay? And I didn't hear from her. I texted her parents. I didn't hear from them. And eventually her parents reached out to me and kind of let me know what happened. But because that friendship was shattered by that communication, my brain is like, okay, so we're not doing that ever again. Okay. So with this friend that's living with me for a little while, um, it was like history repeating itself, right? We had a miscommunication. I'm incredibly sensitive, so my feelings really got hurt. And instead of telling her anything, like I did with my friend that passed away, I was just like, look, this is either going to go away or it's not. I'm either going to feel better or it's not, but I am not putting myself through that again. And that was not the right way to go, (laughs) obviously, because it did not resolve anything and it made tension in the house really high. It's not like like we were saying anything mean to each other, but it was very obvious to her that I did not want to be around her, that I was tolerating the her presence, but I wasn't happy that she was there. And obviously that made her feel bad. So this went on for several weeks. And finally, last night, my husband is like, look, we got to talk about this. What's going on? We're confused. And so we had this long, like, two and a half, three hour conversation. 
And that's when I finally told her. Because as I said, I was like, screw it. You know, at this point, she was already looking for another place. And I'm just like, whatever. You know, I, I have already killed this friendship in my head. So I was like, I'm pissed at you. And this is why I'm upset. And I started crying. And that was really annoying because I can't cry when I'm when I'm talking because I can't actually say the words that I'm trying to say. It's very stupid. Anyway, to her credit, she just let me, she just let me speak. And she's like, I'm sorry you felt that way, but you know what? This is what's going on with me. And this is kind of like why we've had this miscommunication. And this is also why I haven't asked you what's wrong, even though it's obvious as hell that you're mad at me. So we are... After that conversation, I actually feel a lot better. I feel like I was able to speak my truth or whatever, and we're able to kind of move on with our friendship. Have I learned anything from this con- from this situation? Kind of. Um, I I still don't really feel comfortable talking about my feelings, especially in person. It's very very uncomfortable for me. So I will do what is comfortable for me, and that is text someone. And a lot of people don't like that, right? (laughs) Especially if it's a hard conversation, because it's like a respect thing. It's like, I think so little of you that I'm just going to send you a text message. And that's not the case at all. But I also need to be aware that people don't think the same way that I do. And I, I... At the very least, I need to give them an option. Like, hey, I need to talk about something serious. Can I text you or would you rather just talk in person next time we see each other? So, yeah, I learned that at least. Um, But today I just kind of feel kind of sore. Like it was, it felt like I flayed myself open and said, here, look at this. And then now I have to like pull my guts back into my body. So I just kind of feel kind of sore, to be honest. Um, But I do feel better about the friendship. I feel better about the situation in the house. And I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of rebuilding what, what we had before the, before the big (laughs) miscommunication. Another reason that I am at a three in my mental health scale is because I am burnt out. And I did this to myself, right? No one did this to me, but I want to get this book out. I want to be done with this thing. I am sick of it and I'm tired of it hanging over my head. It has literally been years that this thing has been over my head. And I finally finished my rewrites. I was so happy about that. I got some edits back and I've been going through as I'm doing my read through and putting in the edits, and doing my synopsis, and then after I'm done with that, I have to do the query letter, and we'll polish the query letter, because it's already done. I just need to just tune it up a little bit, and then I need to submit to agents, and submitting to agents is actually not the hard part. It's waiting for the responses, but before I even get there, I need to finish this stupid thing, and it feels like so insurmountable. It's a huge book. It's over 300 pages. And I'm just like, I I just feel so overwhelmed by the sheer amount of work that I have done over the past several weeks and that I still have left to do. 
At this point, I am about 50% of the way through with the edits and the synopsis and my read-through, which is great. That's the goal that I set for myself this week. And I like met that goal, but I still have the other 50%. And to be honest with you, the, the last half of the book is where I did the most rewriting which means that the most work in the edits and in the synopsis write and in just like my read through and making sure everything is edited to my standards is really going to be like the hard part is coming. I've done the easy part and that stresses me out because the easy part was really freaking hard. So it feels like I'm almost psyching myself out. And this morning I just sat down at my desk before I even had a chance to think about how much I was dreading doing this thing. And I just pushed myself for three, four hours to finally get to that 50% mark. And it, it feels like I'm really struggling to relax. And I've just been going for the last month. I have not taken a day off. I have not just had a day, like a do-nothing day, haven't had that in a month. And I try, I normally, I try to at least take weekends off or at least one day in the weekend. But I haven't done that in a month and I am exhausted. I am mentally and physically exhausted. It is hard for me to get out of bed in the morning because I'm just dreading all this work that I have to do. And as you know, putting it off, the work is not going to do itself. And I need to finish this. I need to finish this. And what's also kind of messed up is that like, do I need to finish this? No, not really. But I am placing a lot of my self-worth in my writing. And it's not like, oh, I'm making progress, so I'm doing good. No, I, at this point, I feel like I need a work product to show for my work. I have put years of time into this particular novel and I'm exhausted. I am exhausted and I am burnt out. And what's even, what's more messed up is because I'm placing my self-worth into the hands of this, this project, I feel that I suck as a person because I don't have this finished yet. Because it has been years, this has been a work in progress for years. I have had a dozen drafts of this thing. I've hired an editor. I've put it through my writing group. I put it through my beta readers. I've done years of edits on this stupid thing, years of edits and writing and trying to get this thing done. And I'm just like, I need to stop. I just need to do it. I just need to do it. And the fact that it has taken me this long really upsets me. Even though like timeline does not matter. Jay, what's his name? George R.R. Martin has been writing a sequel for the Game of Thrones for like 10 years now, right? So what the heck is my problem? No one's waiting for this book. And I I don't know. And that actually kind of makes me feel bad too. So I'm like, so you're 29 and no one is waiting for your next book. Like, what are you doing with your life? What is your problem? Why are you even doing this? Why are you pursuing this? Why do you think that you are good enough to be an author? That people are actually going to purchase your book? That's funny. So that's kind of how I've been talking to myself lately. Um, and the fact that I've just been pushing myself so hard doesn't really help. Because I cannot rush this. I can't just rush through and get it done. 
because I need this to be something that I am proud to put out. I've I've sent this thing out before. I sent it out last year actually to to different agents and I got nothing but rejections. And I was proud of it. But I took a step back and I was like, look, what is missing from this? What is not working? Like I took a good hard look at this and I had to admit to myself that, you know what, this is not as good as it could have been. You sent it out too soon. And it's not like at the time I didn't think I sent it out too soon. I thought I sent it out exactly when it was ready because I was ready to send it out. But I also didn't take into account that I don't need to be ready to send it out. The book needs to be ready to be sent out. And I needed to have that hard conversation with myself before sending it out. So now I'm beating myself up over something that I did a year ago. And I feel this immense pressure now that I've done all these rewrites. I've hired the editor. I've worked with my writing group and my beta readers. And I'm just like, you have to get it right this time. You have to do it this time. Because if not, who are you? So yeah, um, that's, that's a lot of pressure for me. And I kind of have always put this kind of pressure on myself with my, with my writing, um, especially because it's not something that people have always told me, oh, you're so good at this, or you would be such a great writer. Like I have had historically a lot of people tell me that I'm being ridiculous, that there is no way that I can do this. And I'm lucky to be at a point in my life to where I can pursue it. But for me, at this point, pursuit is not enough. I need to reach some measure of success. And for me, success isn't like financial success. Success in this case means being under contract with an agent. And... I see myself in the future being under contract with an agent and like wishing for the days where no one was waiting for a book from me, you know, because that comes with its own pressure. But I don't know. Part of me wants to rationalize that putting pressure on myself is a good thing. Like you're doing great and you need to put pressure on yourself because who else is going to? But the amount of pressure that I'm putting on myself is harmful. I... I'm up till two o'clock in the morning and I wake up at eight o'clock and the entire time, no matter what I'm doing, I am thinking about what needs to be done on my book. And that means that I cannot rest. And if I cannot rest, my work product is going to suffer. And even with what I sent out to my beta readers, they sent back their, their thoughts. Some of them did. And some of the mistakes that I made were not acceptable, right? I had some of the old storylines still in there. My my tenses are all messed up. My pronouns are all messed up. And I'm just like, this is not, this is not okay. But I sent this out to these people, but this is why I sent it out. Like, these are my checkers. Like, make sure, like, keep me honest kind of thing. But I need to rest. So I got to 50% on my book edits today and I'm not going to work on it anymore today. I'm going to finish recording here. I'm going to edit this episode, schedule it to be put out next week. And tomorrow, this weekend, I am going to do nothing. I'm not going to work. I'm going to read. I can read. I can watch TV. I can hang out at the pool. I cannot open my laptop. 
I can't do it. I, I just, I am at a point where it's like my tank is empty. You know what I mean? And I'm just, I need to give myself at least a day to fill myself back up again. So I'm going to do that. So let's also get into like the pseudo good stuff. And when I say, when I tell you what I mean by pseudo good, you're going to just try to reach through this, through your phone, your headphones or whatever, and slap me right in the face. So my husband and I have like momentous birthdays coming up. He's going to be 50. I'm going to be 30. And I was like, we should do something for our birthdays this year because his is in January. Mine is in December. So we could reasonably do something together. Like we should take a trip. Like we should go to Hawaii. Like we plan to in 2019 and we canceled it for lord knows what reason like we should go to hawaii he's like i agree with you but like we should do a recon trip just to you know like make sure we're going to the right islands on our birthday like we want to have a good time and like this is the kind of problem solving that i married you for like this is amazing so i'm planning this hawaii trip right and this is like (laughs) this is the most first world problem i think i have ever had in my life Because I'm like, okay, so we want to go for 10 days. And how do I fit in all the stuff that we want to do on three different islands? Actually, four, because we're doing a day trip to another island. Just like, are you seriously complaining? What is your problem? Complaining, oh, no, I can't do all the stuff in Hawaii that I want to do on my first of two Hawaii trips this year. Seriously? So... I was actually getting really stressed out because I was trying to make everything fit and we're kind of going in the off season. So like stuff isn't happening every day. It's only certain days of the week and whatever. It it was stupid. It was stupid. And then my husband and I, you probably know this if you've listened throughout the podcast, but we have been extremely careful when it comes to COVID precautions. So much so that I stopped playing tennis for a long time. We went months literally without leaving the house didn't go to a grocery store. I haven't been to a grocery store in years, like that kind of thing. We've been very, very cautious and we still wear masks inside, that kind of stuff. So he was telling me today that some of his team members, they traveled over like the holiday weekend and they got COVID. And my first thought is like, great, now we have to cancel our trip. And I'm just like, it, it, it's just another thing that's stressing me out because I have made it this far without getting COVID, knock on wood, but, and I really don't want to. I I have my own health stuff that would just, like, COVID would just really exacerbate it, and I don't want to do that, and I just don't want to get sick. Like, there's nothing wrong with just not wanting to get sick, but at the same time, am I just going to stay in my house forever? No. There was a period of time where I was literally traveling more than I was at my house. I was in Europe. I've been to Africa. I've been to Asia. I've been to Australia. I've been to South America. I've been to every continent except for Antarctica, which will happen, by the way. And I haven't traveled much at all except for like domestically in the last two years. So like, is the plan for me to just never leave my house again because I'm afraid? No, like I I should still continue taking precautions that make me feel comfortable, washing my hands a lot, wearing a mask, distancing when I can, hand sanitizer, the whole deal. But I can't just lock myself in my house forever. You know, I have to move forward in a way that feels comfortable to me. So we're not canceling our trip. 
We are going to Hawaii in the next couple months, and I'm very, very excited. We haven't been to Hawaii since we got married in 2017, and I'm really excited to go. I think it'll be, I think it'll be really fun, and I don't know, like, at this moment, it doesn't feel real because even though I'm like, oh, it'll be really exciting, this stupid thing in the back of my head is like, well, you, do you deserve to go? Have you earned it? It's really annoying having my brain sometimes because, like, I'm, I'm really creative. I can write really well, but, like, it, my brain is really mean to me sometimes. It feels like my my mental health at the moment is just affecting everything, even things that are very exciting, right? Like I have my tennis camp thing coming up in a month that I like I'm going by myself, never done that before. And I was really excited about it. And now the closer we get, I'm just like, you're going to make a fool out of yourself. This was so stupid. Why are you doing this to yourself? I'm just like, okay, so that's really nice. And then I'm trying to plan a Hawaii trip. My brain is like, have you earned it? Do you deserve it? Should you go? Is it safe? Blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, can I catch a freaking break? Can I catch a break? And the answer is yes, because I just need to remember that I would never speak to literally anyone else the way that I'm speaking to myself. If someone told me, I'm planning a trip to Hawaii, I'm so excited, my first thought would be, that's so awesome, I'm so excited for you, what are you planning to do? I would never in life say, did you earn it? Do you deserve to go? Are you serious? But I say that to myself? I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm going, I'm going through it at the moment. Um, I kind of feel like I am in like a depressive episode a little bit. It hasn't happened in several years, so very annoying, but it kind of makes sense. Um, my hormones are a little crazy. The country is a little crazy. And literally, don't even get me... Okay, I'm sorry. I have to say, I have to talk about it because it's one of the other things that's really just weighing on me is the state of our country as a whole, okay? I already talked about Roe v. Wade being overturned and then that means that the states themselves have the ability to decide whether or not a woman can get an abortion. And a lot of states had trigger bans, which means that once Roe v. Wade was overturned, um, abortion was banned immediately. In Texas, where I live, abortion is going to be banned totally um, by the end of July. That already in and of itself, horrible, terrifying, do we live in 1950, okay? But then, as you know, like I still do the doom scrolling thing. Ask me why, why I'm doing the doom scrolling thing when I don't freaking have time. Anyway, anyway, I saw several videos of women trying to get birth control and they're not able to do so. There was a woman who has the Nexplanon arm implant thing, and she, that's the only birth control she can use, and she must be on it because if she gets pregnant, she will get blood clots in her brain and she will die, okay? Seems pretty reasonable that she should get this birth control, but her doctor and all the doctors that she's called in her area are no longer doing that. Why? I don't know. You don't want us to get abortions, but you also don't want us to prevent pregnancy, but you still want to have sex with us. So tell me where the logic is, right? It's ridiculous that I live in a country that is claiming to be the greatest country in the world. And like, I'm sorry, but we're not. This is, this is absolutely freaking wild. We cannot be the greatest country in the world if we only prioritize the lives of white men. Full stop.
women very low on the totem pole minorities very low on the totem pole right so if you're not an able-bodied white male you're not supported in this country so how are we the greatest country in the world okay we're not got it so that's really been upsetting me as well because although i don't need birth control i feel for everybody who is trying to get it the right thing for you is to take your birth control and protect yourself that way uh, but you can't get it anymore. So what the heck? Sorry. Uh, I just needed to rant on that for a second because every time I see something new, it really just irks me. It, it really just irks me and it upsets me. And I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what the solution is. I feel like I am watching a dystopian movie, but it's real life. It's real life. So that's great. So that's really been bothering me and all of this has just been kind of tainting the good things in my life like planning the Hawaii trip 1.0 to prepare for Hawaii trip 2.0 like tainting my my tennis camp and tainting what should be a really exciting time in my author life which is coming toward the end of this book. I think it is the best that it has ever been. I'm very proud of it. I'm very excited for it. I've gotten a ton of good feedback, but still I'm just like, okay, so you're going to send it out and then who's going to, who's going to read it? Who's going to want it? Who's going to pick it up? I don't know. The point of all of this is not just to unload on you guys, although it was like a little therapy session for me. This is to say that I come on here every week and I do the mental health check and I talk about how important it is to love yourself and to care about yourself and I feel like sometimes I come across like I have it all figured out, I have it all together because I'm like giving advice and talking about different topics and this is what I would do in like when I was in therapy and blah 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 and I don't have it all together, right? I don't think any of us has it all together. You might think that you're past something and you're not. You might think that you have overcome negative self-talk and you have not. And honestly, I thought that I had overcome kind of how I've been speaking to myself. And I haven't, right? And I thought that I was kind of past my depressive episodes and I could see them coming and kind of head them off. And I can't, right? It's... And, Admitting that I can't do that is not a bad thing. Admitting that you have not overcome something from your past or a behavior or whatever is not a bad thing. We are all human. We are all just out here trying our best. So I hope that this episode kind of gives you a little bit of solidarity if you're going through something. And especially in the summer, I feel like there's this expectation that, oh, it's summer. Now I should be happy and I should only be depressed in the winter and that's not the case. Like, a lot of times for me, summer can be the worst, depending on if I'm, like, going outside or not, which obviously I have not been. So, if you're also struggling, if you're going through something, if you're putting immense pressure on yourself, if you're burned out, I am right there with you. I feel you. I see you. I hear you. We got this. We can do this. We will get through, we'll get through this, like, really hard period. It will be fine. What we are not going to do is continue to beat ourselves up now that we have identified that we're beating ourselves up. You know what I mean? So take a day off, 
a single day off is not going to derail any progress. It's actually going to help you make better progress moving forward. So join me tomorrow (laughs) or whatever day you read this, take the next day off. Whatever day, whatever day you read this, clearly I've been writing too much. Whatever day you hear this, take the next day off, right? Just give yourself a little bit of grace and stop driving yourself into the ground because we are not made for that. On that note, I have one more thing to talk about, actually. Um, It's actually for an upcoming episode. So I love to complain. Um, Maybe you noticed throughout this this very long episode of me complaining. Uh, (laughs) But I also think that complaining can be a way to just get something out there and just be done with it. You know what I mean? So I want to do an episode all about your rants and your complaints and things that just really boil your blood, right? So on the Instagram story, I will post again. I actually posted previously to get your responses and I'll I'll post it every few days or every, probably once a week actually, probably once a week. And I'll post a link to my Anchor profile where you can leave me a voice memo. And I will play the voice memos during the show and kind of react to them and stuff. And if you just need to rant about something, this is the place. It's perfectly anonymous. I don't know who you are when you send in those voice memos. So yeah, I think it could be a really fun episode, a really cool idea. And when I tell you that I feel so much better after recording this episode, uh, yeah, I really do. So with that being said, we are about at the end of our time together this week. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope that you got something out of it, even if it's just, again, that sense of solidarity. If you would be so inclined, I would love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or a rating on Spotify. It really does help the podcast kind of get moved up in the rankings and then more people can find it. And then we can build our little introvert community, you know? To stay up to date and to participate in future episodes like the complaints episode that will be coming up, follow the podcast Instagram at your so quiet pod, Y-O-U-R-E, so quiet pod. That is all for now. Okay. Love you. Bye. Bye.